Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. If you love your parish, listen to this podcast. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rebuilt Podcast. This is Kelly. I'm joined with Tom. And again, this month, by a very extra special guest star. Oh, she still gets to be a guest star? I was going to say, yeah. I don't. at some point, I lose that <laughs> title. <laughs> Not yet. I was going to take Kelly it away Caddick. from you, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome, guys. We've been talking uh, the last couple months about money. Yeah, I know you say this is not your favorite subject, but yeah. actually what we're talking about today is really less about money. Oh, yeah. It's Ooh. more about communication. Okay. So. All right. So we're going <laughs> to. Somewhat. So how do you feel about talking about money? How do I feel? <laughs> my feelings about talking about money? Well, you know, I love to talk about my feelings. Well, I thought, too, you had a whole conversion. You, we finished the one podcast, I think. Yeah, I was kind of saying I really care recorded. about money, but then I really came down to the fact that I, I do, and it's more greed than anything else. I don't worry about money, but I want more money. That was, that was my conversion. Hmm. Well, so I, I there, okay, so you've been, okay. Oh, you, oh, that was the conversion, not a change of heart, just a change of understanding no, your I, sin. <laughs> a of there you go. I understand my sin. Thank you, Tom. Um, <laughs> All right. So Happy to help anyway. I confession. <laughs> this is not going to help her want to talk about it anymore. Uh, it's okay. I still, I still love it. I don't mind. I still love it. All right. So we're talking about um, church money, our book that's out, Tom. And Michael wrote a book, and we want you to read it. We want you to review, review it. It's on Amazon. And um, let's let's share one of our reviews on Amazon so you can get an idea of what people are thinking about the new book, Church Money. Yeah, absolutely. We've had a lot of great reviews and a lot of amazing feedback from both people who are you know, leading parishes currently and, and people who are supporting those parishes. Uh, here's just one from J.C., uh, JC said, honest approaches to why and how to increase church financial support and grow people's faith. Father Michael White and Tom Corcoran have once again generously shared both principles behind the activities they've experienced in rebuilding their Catholic parish, including successful and unsuccessful outcomes. And fortunately for us, what they've learned, church money isn't simply a stewardship or fundraising manual for churches. Instead, it's the personal story of articulating and applying the biblical principles of God's view of money to support the local church. Uh, he goes on to say some other very nice things, Tom. Uh, but <laughs> check it out. I really like this last part because I think this is, this is really key. He said, or JC, I don't know if JC's male or female. On a personal note, I expected there would be biblical passages to support church finance programs, and there is such a section, but I was surprised that this led me to look at my own giving differently than I have before. That's a good thing. I've started making some changes. Wow. And I think that is really core to the message that you and Father Michael have been talking about to, you know, we were recently at ICSC in Chicago and had standing room only 250 people were in there to listen to the two of you speak. And that was a big moment. I could see people have a reaction to you when you said, as the leader of your church, as the leader of your stewardship committee, as the leader in whatever category, you've got to make these changes first. And it starts with you. Yeah, I think Father Michael got delivered that. And mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, so I think people definitely responded to that. And so maybe that's a warning to some people not to read the book. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think hopefully, again, all that's about 
following where God is leading. So and God always wants to bring us to better places. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually, I do read those, those, and it's very satisfying. So, uh, and we do encourage you, if you've read the book, please make posts on Amazon. Uh, even if you don't like the book, post that. It helps to kind of just get the word out there and helps us to have the feedback of how people are responding to it and to continue to clarify our message. Uh, so today we're talking about stuff that's actually not in the book. There's a little bit in the book, but we got even more content today. Mm-hmm. So we're um, going to talk about how to run a great stewardship weekend. Right. And there is some of that in the appendix, but this is kind of, this is more, but wait, there's more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So what are some keys for a very successful stewardship weekend? I mean, we, we, um, we run ours in November. It's the weekend before Thanksgiving. And so we do it every single year and our entire staff uh, is included in it and um, helps plan for it and participates. And so let's talk about what that looks like, Tom. I think we got eight keys here. Okay, eight keys this to bo- a successful the book came out a stewardship lot. weekend. Yeah, the book mm-hmm. had a lot of numbers in it, but this this we could have made this in the appendix of eight keys to a successful stewardship weekend. So the first one you kind of said is set a date for it. And that sounds kind of obvious, but you got to figure out when you're going to do it. Now, do you it. think churches, do churches have a stewardship Sunday? Does everybody have one? Like, is this an inherently Catholic thing to do? I find a mix. Okay. I don't, I, I've found some people have done it, or if they do it, they don't do it consistently. So uh, I've, that's what I found. Do you, Kelly, you look like you want to add to that. Well, I have a question, and it's more so because I, I, you're right. The success to our stewardship weekend is that we set a day for it, and we do it once a year, and we have done this for several years so our community knows what to expect however is the key to that success that we've also removed all of the other asks during the year yeah that is true that um it is, we do say it's the one weekend of the year we ask you to make a commitment to giving to this parish so that is in church money a bit about remove competing systems so right i don't think we're gonna talk about that too much today but yes but I that's what that sets up the success of choose a date and do it once right. a year. Yep. And, and I think the rhythm, you know, we do it every year, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And we like that because Thanksgiving here in the U.S. So I know we have some Canadian listeners, not. Uh, so usually the last, thir- the fourth Thursday in November is Thanksgiving. So right before that, uh, just because it's great. It's people are in a good mood. Um, the holiday is coming. They feel good about that. But it's before the rush and craziness of the, the Christmas holidays. So that's, we find that works well for us. Again, there could be other parts of the rhythm of the year that would work well for other places. Don't do it like in July or August. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, I can see like January being a good time too, right? Uh, January, well, and here's the other thing is we want to set people up for their giving for the following year. Oh, so January right. And January, people oh, okay. are broke. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they don't have a lot of money necessarily in January because right. they just well, spend it on Well, that's a good point to make. We're asking people to commit to starting January 1, right? Yeah. Like. Yeah, so that is another reason why that works. I yeah. think earlier in the fall could work for some places. Again, it depends upon your context and your community. Um, I wouldn't suggest January. Because also you hope new people are coming back to your church in January. And, and, so, and you don't want them to hear that message. Yeah, that's not the message. Right, right. Even this year when we did our Right on the Money series in September, we thought about, ah, do we even really want to do it? But we tried mm-hmm. to make it very clear. There is no yeah. ask for this. This is just right. coming. We want to get your money right. So, All right, so number date. one set a date for it. The second key to having a successful stewardship weekend would be to create a simple stewardship card. Kelly, that's your specialty. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, do, what do you mean by create a simple stewardship card? What does that look like? Well, the one thing to keep in mind with any piece that you put in front of people is that they don't have a lot of time to decipher what you're putting in front of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to make your message clear, concise, 
easy to read, and you need to create an action in it that is easily achieved. And so when we design our card, we keep all of that in mind. And in addition to that, you want it to look well done. You want it to look professional. You want it to look like we spend some time thinking about this. Um, we value you know, what you're giving to us and, and we value the product that we give to you. So all of those things come into play and I would highly recommend that if you don't have someone in-house that this is the one time of year that you outsource a project. Uh, you do find a professional graphic designer to help you with that because mm. this impacts your whole financial year. Mm. Yeah, it was funny. We were with the parish, uh, Brandon and I talking with the parish, and they've just done a whole bunch of asks of small groups and volunteer ministers. And we're like, all right, stewardship weekend. They're doing the same weekend we are. And they're like, all right, well, we were thinking about we don't give a card because we just had these other two asks. And we're like, we get it. We've done that ourselves. We're like, this is the most important one. <laughs> this is one the most need, important card. You need to do that card um, because this is what funds all those other ministries. So, right. um, and I know we've tried to get away from a card where we've had angst about that, but I still think that concrete mm-hmm. thing is really needed. You know, we can drive people to the website to give, but the card is then saying, hey, if you don't want to use this card but want to go to our website, uh, go ahead and give there. And that's that's set up to if people want to give that way, and we're all happy if they decide to make a commitment that way. But the commit- the stewardship card is the commitment card that they're using to We say it's their plan for the coming year Mm -hmm. to give to the church. Well, and it becomes important, too, and we're going to talk about this in a a couple of steps here, but it becomes important, too, in how you preach it in the weekend. The card becomes a tool in that preaching. Right. So it just gives something tangible for people to hold on to as a sign of Mm -hmm. their commitment. Okay. And just real quick, what's on the card? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, there's basically three sections, right? Uh, Kelly has a little more information on this. Right, right. One is just your basic information. Your name, your address, a phone number, Yeah. Second, um, I like what we put this year is we've now put the section where I plan to maintain my giving, Mm -hmm. I plan to increase my giving, Mm -hmm. or I plan to, um, uh, I'm a first-time giver. First-time So they can check off one of those three things. Uh Uh-huh. And then the third thing is how they're going to give. I'm going to give right. X amount twice a month, or I'm going to give X right. amount once a month uh-huh. or weekly. or And definitely a big thing on there is electronic giving. We'll kind of come right. back to that. But giving automatically is huge, huge, huge. Right, right. We actually just had a reporter from the Baltimore Sun contact us about electronic giving, doing an article about electronic giving. Oh. And the photographer for the article came out this past Sunday, and she wanted to take pictures of our offertory baskets. And she said, <laughs> or I reacted to it saying, you know, there's not a whole lot in our offertory no. baskets. Right. Uh, I said, I don't know that that's going to make a really great picture. And she said to me, she goes, well, I guess that kind of points out the main idea of the story, which is that electronic right. giving yep. is it's the way the to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So definitely keep that in that. That is so important to your stewardship efforts. I can't stress it enough electronic giving and if you need any help with that you can contact us at any time and um our our accounting guy brandon has a wealth of information and will be happy to share it yeah what percentage uh, do we know what percentage of our uh congregation gives electronically versus 60 percent 60 wow mm-hmm. that's great it's i like used to feel yes. <laughs> like the first time the basket passed me when I started doing it. I used to feel like looking around at everybody mm-hmm. saying, I give electronically. That's why I'm not putting my envelope in. But now that it's 60%, it feels like yes. everybody's passing yes. it. Nobody looks like they're feeling like weird about it because they right. know that they're giving. Right. So, right. I still tell my kids, 
every time. Wait, you know, we give online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, mom. All right. So what is the third thing? Third key. Uh, third key for a successful stewardship weekend. Uh, just prepare people for it. Uh, yeah. We let people know it's coming. Uh, so a couple of ways we've, we've done that through, over the last few years. One are giving moments throughout the series. Uh, so those are videos we've produced in-house um, that just tell people about uh, the different ministries we have, from kids mm-hmm. ministry to student ministry to our volunteer teams to small yeah. groups to pastoral uh, care, all those things. And these are about a minute videos that just say, here's what happens at this church. Mm-hmm. And when you give, you're supporting these things. Thank you for your commitment. So yeah. through the course of this, leading up to this, to the commitment weekend where we, or stewardship weekend, we're just dripping into people. Here's what your money makes possible. Right. I think, again, you can't underestimate the power of those videos because not everybody in your parish knows everything that's going on. Right. And so you have to be reminding them. You have to have that in front of them. And if you don't have... Uh, the the capability of doing a video, then there are other ways that you can get your story out there too. But it's so important to be reminding your entire parish of all of the things that you're doing. And by the way, this is for play. I used to think about technology and screens like, oh, that's not core to what you don't need to worry about it. This is why to get them. Yeah, <laughs> just because yeah. you can start telling your story better, not just for Stewardship Weekend, but in general. Right. And we just uh, dropped that video in right before the offertory song. Yes. yes. Yeah. After the after the universal prayer, mm-hmm. that, that prayer, and then before Video, the offertory yeah. song, we drop it in. And if anybody's interested in seeing one of those videos, you can go to our uh, Vimeo channel, and they're uh, listed on there as giving moments, and so you can see one. They're also on the Church Money book page as well. We put those oh, in the book. Go. Great. Oh, what's another way we prepare people uh, for Stewardship Weekend? So we have these little things we call Tomilies. That was not to- that was uh, branded who, who by Mitch Crook. Mitch Crook. Mitch Crook, actually. Crook? Okay. He was this, uh, <laughs> uh, director of operations here way back. We were we were doing these, and these are little. These are before the first reading. Okay. So and they're the, called a tomily because Tom was the first one to do them. Yes. So it's like a ho- little mini homily, but it's not really a homily. It's more instructional. But we just say ne- the week before the stewardship weekend, we say, hey, next weekend is our stewardship weekend. Um, just let, reminding you, uh, you already got a card. If you didn't get a card, get it before you leave today. We've given the cards out. So we've, we've, we've offered the card. Yeah, the card was given, is given out okay. two weeks before the stewardship weekend. The tomily mm-hmm. comes the week before stewardship weekend and just says, um, you know, start thinking about it, pray about it. Mm-hmm. Um, think about giving electronically because that's the most helpful way to give. Just some of those little yep. instructions. We're a family. And We're a family. Every once in a while, a family has to take care of family business. That's, that's the one I like. That's oh, the one like I like the most. Chip? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I, every year it's I just start, I'm like, can I get rid of saying this? Because no. I feel like, okay. Keep saying it. <laughs> that's stewardship weekend, yeah. You, I mean, you have, like, where is this? Tap into emotions is on our list here. Yeah. That's part of that's Oh, that's part emotion of... for you, family? Heck right. yeah. Are you kidding that's, me? Yeah. My family feels me with emotions, but I don't know if it's Maybe always Maybe not that one. <laughs> right one. I think for most people, they like feeling a part of, like, that makes you feel a part of something. Oh, when you I say never... family, I feel like, oh. oh. I had never thought of that. Wow. That's Michael's line. I had never thought about well, That's oh, good. Yeah. I will, that will make me say it with more emotion this awesome. year. Awesome. And be sure to tell Father Michael you left it in because of that comment. Okay. He'll appreciate that very I, much. I've, I'll say I've come to see the genius <laughs> of what you've written. <laughs> exactly. But another important part of that homily, too, is that because we are a church where we want the unchurched to come to, we realize that that mm-hmm. weekend might not be the best weekend to invite a friend to church. Right. And so we want to let our community know that because um, that way, you know, we, we 
we just don't want the first experience to come into, you know, we need your money. Yeah, I actually, I guess I'll, I'll share this on the podcast. I'm not sure that's true. I mean, we say that. I've, I've started rethinking that, though. I think it's like one of the f- best weekends of the whole year, and it tells our story and our vision. So, But anyway. then... But we in, do say that we do that, say it that we way do right say now. that. But let's say somebody new does show up, we do give them an out too, which yes. I love yeah. the out as yeah. well because I think it speaks to who we are yes. even more. Mm-hmm. We yeah. say we're going to take care of some family business. So if you're new, if this is your first time, yeah. you can sit this one out. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do tell people that. not to invite anyone, which I guess is the right thing. I don't know. I struggle with that because I think sometimes mm-hmm. that's like the best weekend of the whole year. Well, but that that's on us. Right. That's on us that we've created this environment where people who come to Stewardship Weekend know that it's going to be an amazing weekend. Mm -hmm. And so they want to come back. And so that part of the responsibility is on us to create such an irresistible weekend for Stewardship Weekend that people are not frightened by coming to church. And they tell friends and family, hey, they're going to talk about money, but you got to see the way they knock it out of the park every Mm, year. So love it. All right. We have so much more to talk about. We're going to be right back after this quick break. Looking for practical ways to grow your church? Looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy, growing parishes? Look no further as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you. On April 26th through the 28th, 2020, come to the Rebuilt Conference where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers to be challenged to do more in your parish and experience the renewal of the Rebuilt Movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today, we are talking about uh, a little bit more about money, continuing the conversation about church money. But really, today, we're focusing on stewardship weekend and how to have a great stewardship weekend. There are eight keys to a really great stewardship weekend. We said set a date for it, create a simple but really nice stewardship card, and then spend some time preparing people for it ahead of time. Yeah, a couple of thoughts we did not finish in that before that last segment was uh, number and something we discovered last year is the week before we shared a little video testimony, mm. and that was so powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you can have anyone share about the power of giving, mm-hmm. again, again, we did a video. If that's the, we would encourage that, but if you don't have video capability, even you just, can write read a letter that somebody wrote, exactly, right. yeah, yeah right. or have them come up and speak. Uh, and then just again, doing it the same time year after year yeah. is preparing people for it. We've already, mm-hmm. people already kind of have it programmed into the rhythm of mm-hmm. the year. So that's number three, prepare for it. Mm-hmm. And I think people love when you're transparent about that too. They appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people probably think, oh, I'm not going to go. But uh, most of our people come because, mm-hmm. because we do it well. And we're going to get to that in a few minutes. So what's the next key for a successful stewardship weekend? Uh, we say have staff present um, because... People, again, don't know all the staff that are at your parish. So on the stewardship weekend, let them be around. Let them see them because one of the messages we're trying to communicate is this is how we pay our staff. Right. Yeah. That's your commitment. And you like these people, hopefully. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> they love us. Hopefully you like and love these people. And if we want to keep them around, they need to pay their bills and they want to live indoors and wear clothes and have <laughs> mm-hmm. food to eat just like you do. Mm-hmm. So... Your giving makes that possible, and having pra- staff present, I think, on a couple of things. One, it, it helps tell that story, but I think it also, it's, and it's deepening that relationship with the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also, again, this is one of the key ways in which we're saying 
this is a whole teamwork that comes together. This whole parish enterprise is a, is a, a team effort. And I think that's so needed in so many parishes. There's so many silos. So the whole parish can come together and the whole team can come together and staff be there and support one another and support the effort. It's an opportunity for the staff as well to have a shared experience with one another yeah. on a weekend like that. That's a good point. It feels very different, uh, especially to those who are only here on weekends to have everybody here mm-hmm. and everybody feels supported and everybody really enjoys yeah. the time together. Yeah. It's great. All right. What our next key is to make sure that you're preaching about it from the pulpit. You got to preach it. Got to preach it. Uh, so homily must be driving everyone towards the commitment. The whole homily, you know, we say, what do you want them to know? What do you want them to do? What do you want to feel? Which we'll talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. But what do you want them to do? You want them to fill out the stewardship card. It's right. For, you know, one weekend of the year, we know it's very simple. We want them to do. We want them yeah. to fill out the card mm-hmm. and even more drill into that. We want them to give electronically. If those are the two things people do, it that succeeded, but that comes through the preaching. So, um, one of the things we do in that homily too is, you know, we do a message series. We connect that to the stewardship weekend. So, for example, this year our series is good news. We're going to talk about the good news and how we have a good news to share with our community, and that's why God created the church. And you're investing mm-hmm. in this parish so that more people can hear the good news of the gospel. That's an um, easy yeah, connection. Yeah, I think that's I think so. You know, I think last year was the gospel was the widow's might, so we connected again to mm-hmm. your giving in the same way the widow is. Um, I was trying to think, two years ago was insomnia was the series, so I don't know how we connected that one. But, oh, that was um, about fear. Fear, so get over your fear and give to us. I don't remember how we <laughs> used it, but or that people have fears out there. Yeah, so sure. somehow there's a way to connect it. It's not, it's Always. not that hard. And from time to time, we have done just a standalone weekend too, mm-hmm. but we find it works much better when you incorporate it into the series. All right, and so lastly, you say that the homily should tap into emotions and share stories of impact. So that's our next key um, to making Stewardship Weekend really successful is to tap into people's emotions. Let's talk about some ways that we've done that. Well, I just want, you know, I have made the stick here on our uh, table, and I think that should be required reading, by the way. It's a great book about communication. Absolutely. And I was had been reading a few weeks ago and, and rereading Made the Stick, and they talked about one of the key ingredients of a sticky message so to speak they say is emotional and they talked about a study that was done where people came and they had to give their opinion but it wasn't really about that and they got five hundred dollars in cash five one hundred dollar bills and then they gave them no it was five one dollar bills five one dollar bills yeah i thought it was five one hundred dollar bills that would be amazing okay no, and five. i would happily participate in that study <laughs> but just for clarity it was five one dollar okay, bills sorry thank you i re- i thought i just all right anyway they got some cash either way and then they were given two le- after they did this they were given two letters mm-hmm. one about problems one was about statistics about hunger in Africa, I, I believe, right? And the other one was, she just read it before I me. did. And then the other was <laughs> She just read it out loud to me before the podcast. A specific person. Okay, good. <laughs> a specific person in need in that community. And mm-hmm. where did people give the money to? It was like twice as likely to give to that person. Right. Because it tapped into the emotional element versus the statistics are analytical. And people are like, okay, I, my giving's just a drop in the bucket there. It doesn't make any difference. And then they even did a further study of that in which they gave, I'm trying to remember all that, but they gave them something kind of analytical to read. Right, right, right. Like well, a math problem. Yeah. So in addition to that, with the the first set of, of metrics, they gave one group the letter speaking about the child in need, and they gave the other group the analytics. And then they thought, well, what if we gave somebody all of the information? And still, even giving them all of the information, they did not give as much to the cause as if it was just the emotional as if it was just the emotional and so they did uh it just escaped me 
Well, they did something the, like an analytic that just where you had to They gave them a math problem. The, right, right. How so, far can the car go? Right. If so it goes five same, meters in one minute. Same scenario, giving yeah. to children in Africa in need. Mm-hmm. But before they got the, the, the pitch, if you will, they had to, uh, one group had to do a word problem. Which even me reading it out loud from the book, I was like, oh, maybe no, I'm fall shutting asleep. down. Right <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, so they made them read an analytical problem. And the other group was asked, mm-hmm. write down a couple of phrases that you feel when you hear the term baby. Right, that's it. And so then those two groups were given the same information again. And lo and behold, yet again, the group that had started out with the exercise on my emotion gave more. Versus the ones who started out with, with the word the problem, problem gave less. Yeah. So it's activating a part of the brain. It's science. Yeah. It so, is. It's two different parts of the brain. Right. Yeah. The analytical versus emotional. Mm-hmm. And I guess this has hit me because two years ago we did this thing about 1%. Give 1% more. Yeah. yeah. And we just said, and I thought, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. I mean, people are going to do the math. They're going to figure out how much, and it's not yeah. that much more, 1% more of their income. It's going to be an easy thing. We're yeah. going to grow this budget. I was so excited. Yeah. And it didn't work. It didn't right. work. And it created all this confusion. Someone's like, is your budget $100 million? I'm like, what? Where did oh. you get that? They did some math and were like, no, I wish it was $100 million oh a year. Oh, my gosh. Yep. And other person's like 1%. And some people thought 1% more of what I'm already giving. It just uh, didn't epic work. Epic fail. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. and it, it wasn't. It, it, okay, maybe not epic yeah, fail. Epic fail was a little harsh. But okay. The video looked work. really good. It, it looked really it good. We put it. all this time and energy into it. Did. It It was a cool video. We spent a lot of money. Speaking and of money. And we spent a lot of money. Yeah. And it didn't really work. No. Versus last year, we did emotion. Right. Mm-hmm. Telling mm-hmm. stories, because stories are usually emotional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And our giving increased much more. I think we went up like 10% last year. So yeah. I guess it's just a fresh learning to me. And I, I read that made a stick thing. And I don't know how well we presented it, <laughs> but read the book, you know. And just you have to tap into people's emotions that week. Do not make it analytical. And I guess because a lot of places are like, we're going to share with you our statistics and how much money people give. No, we do that after math. Well, which people is great, can right? come to that. Yes. But that's not part. Some people right. will, will make that part of their stewardship ask. They're going to get up and we would need this much money or and get into right. statistics. They're different kinds of thinkers. Or though, even right? statistics. People are constantly saying you should tell people numbers and statistics. Mm-hmm. And we kind of like pushed against that. We're like, we don't really think that works. And we kind of have experienced the made to stick book reminds us science yeah. is now saying it doesn't yeah, work. It doesn't work. Just tap into people's emotions. Right. Think about any stories. prescription commercial you've watched on TV. Oh my gosh. Right. They're all about the emotion of the ailment that the person mm-hmm. is going through. Right. But legally they're required to give you all of the side effects. Well, as soon as they <laughs> start reading the side effects, all these things begin to happen. They speak more quickly. It becomes more difficult to uh. understand them. And meanwhile, the imagery in front of you is changing. They don't want you listening to all the statistics. They want you watching because you've, yeah. you've made a, an emotional connection with that character that's on the screen. Right. All leading into the, the little same daughter thing. that's sad that her mom doesn't play with her anymore. Right. Yeah. Because she's <laughs> depressed and now right. mom's playing and you're putting yourself. Yes. Yes. So it's all the same. Yeah, and and that, there's other stuff, too, about how we when we connect with someone, we're more willing to share to to, to give of ourselves. So uh, there was a ESPN thing. I think I saw this 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 summer. Sorry, I don't know if we're getting a little bit too much of a rabbit hole here, but um, of a woman who needed a new kidney. And she she was a Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins fan. And she went to. A, a New Jersey Devils game and and wanted them to show him the sign, hey, I need a kidney, would you be willing to donate, right? The guy would not sh- put her on the screen because she was a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, right? That's how oh deep goodness. it runs. I don't want, but there's something that's psychological. I don't want to help someone that's not like me. 
Mm-hmm. She goes to the Penguins wow. game. They put her up there. Who gave her the kidney? A Penguins fan. She eventually got a Penguins. But my only point is this is, again, we need to keep connect people emotionally because that's when people are motivated to give. And I that's not manipulation. I can, I'm worried people might uh, think yeah. this is manipulating. Yeah. It's just how we're wired and we need to use how we're wired. It's how yeah. God's wired us for right. whatever reason. Right. So two things on the emotions, um, you know, make them laugh, make them cry mm-hmm. in the sense of make them cry. I think in the middle of the message, you want to connect people and you want to tug on their heartstrings mm-hmm. that, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy to be a part of this. I'm so happy. I get to make that kind of impact mm-hmm. that they connect with someone else's yeah. story. And then we say, make them laugh at the end. You know, for us, we do the end notes after communion where we get up and we want to make them laugh. You know, last year we did that video, which was crazy good and we can't even reproduce we were like afraid yeah. to even try to produce anything yeah. really that good but people are laughing and they're leaving and they're feeling good and that's what you want like i'm so glad i'm part of this parish i'm glad i get to contribute to this parish yeah. not only you know yeah, my time I'm glad but my, my money. kids get to benefit from this i'm glad my husband gets to benefit from this yeah one thing really quickly about last year just for anybody who might not know last year was our 50th uh, anniversary here at Nativity. And so we did a lot of big things that weekend that we would not normally do on a stewardship weekend. So I do highly encourage you though, to go back into our archives and watch it because it's pretty phenomenal, I have to say. (laughs) Uh, but also likewise, if you're hearing this podcast, um, before November 23rd, 23rd and 24th, 24th right before that Sunday, November 24th, watch us online hmm. on November 24th, watch hmm. us online. Or if you're hearing this afterwards, uh, go back and watch that Sunday's mass and you can see firsthand what we do and how we do it. Great. So there's a couple more things that are, are keys. Let's get these in before our time is up. A couple more keys to a great stewardship weekend. Uh, again, staring, sharing stories of impact Right. Um, we've done that a couple different ways. Do you want to speak to that, Tom? Yeah, and I kind of alluded to that and tap into emotions. Yeah. I think these two do kind of over overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so a couple of ways we've done that, read, read letters. So a couple of times we've yep. had staff come up and read mm-hmm. letters we've collected through the year. Mm-hmm. So so through the whole year, if you get an email, yep. a note, anything saying thank you for what you do as a church, save that. That is gold. Absolutely. Um, collect those. Mm-hmm. Have everybody collecting them. Uh, videos have been most powerful. Again, somebody sharing their story, uh, sharing the impact the church has had on them. Uh, last year, I think we shared the story of um, Ryan, who's on our mm-hmm. team, uh, our volunteer here. Um, and he volunteers his time in our tech crew and how much his parents just enjoyed him being here. We shared uh, Kurt, who's part of 410 Bridge, shared the impact we're having. He just shared his his, his experience with Nativity. And then uh, Kathy O'Leary, who works at New Roads and how the parish is impacting mm-hmm. them. So have them share sign their their stories. We've made signs before. I think just sharing the stories though has been the kind of clear either reading them aloud or video has been the two best ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then number 8. Number 8. Yeah. Letter H. Make it <laughs> fun. It has to be fun. Tom doesn't like to have fun, so that's other people's departments. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I was going to leave that all to you two to talk about. Tom, you like to have fun? A little bit. Different way. Yes. I, I actually, we always go up on the altar at the end. The whole staff goes up again. Mm-hmm. It's sort of for visibility, but I actually mm-hmm. do not love that part. It's not exactly fun. Well, to me, <laughs> we, <laughs> but I understand it. Everything is done with a purpose and, yes. and everything is done with each of us having our roles. So that's, but that's okay just too. A, that's just the way that we are celebrating our staff. We're right. celebrating the people. We're celebrating the parish. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to do 
um, at, particularly at the end of mass, you know, um, we're not trying to celebrate the whole time, but at the end, um, we want people to leave feeling good. And a lot, and most of the time, not a lot of the time, most of the time, if not always, uh, the fun that we're having is at our own expense. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that goes back to the humor to, yeah. and to the emotional part, so we want to be laughing at ourselves. Yeah. Uh, last year's video was, again, a good example of that. The band came out and kind of like, again, because it was the 50th, they came out. It was out 1969 attire. It was 1969 attire, or 68, yeah, whatever year. Um, you know, give away food, something fun, cookies, donuts for little, you know, mm-hmm. the little kids, you know, do something little kids. Yeah, we had birthday cake last year. Is that what we did last year? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's um, huge cakes. I'm trying to think of other things we have done. Um, again, make fun of ourselves, play off the relationships. So, um, we did a really fun closing song last year. We had a balloon like a drop. Prize, yeah. We had, uh, you know, that was on top of the, the funny videos for sure. So, just um, additional ways to keep them laughing as they yeah. walk out the door. Yeah, and make the closing song something, again, Fun. that creates some energy, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's energetic and that kind of thing, yeah. So, again, it, I mean, some people you need might need some people to brainstorm what are fun things we can do yeah. mm-hmm. that are just, again, a lot of times little touches. They don't have to mm-hmm. be elaborate things, but something mm-hmm. that balloons, it won't cost mm-hmm. a lot. They're, they're simple. Mm-hmm. Any other simple ones you have? Sorry, I put you on the spot. That's okay. We got to take a break. We will be right back to wrap up. Is your church looking to take the next step on your journey to rebuilding? Then the Rebuilt Parish Association is the place for you. Join a group of like-minded parishes with the focus on reaching the unchurched in their communities. As a member of the RPA, you will have unlimited access to resources on homilies, small groups, kids and student programs, and much more. And now, as a brand new feature of RPA membership, we are introducing parish visits. Our own rebuilt team will visit your parish and give you practical advice and tips on how to make your local church a staple in your community. Visit our website at rebuiltparishassociation.com to find out more. That's rebuiltparishassociation.com. Welcome back, everyone, to the Rebuilt Podcast. We are wrapping up our discussion today about having a successful stewardship weekend. Ours is in a couple weeks. So, again, if you are available the weekend of November 23rd and 24th, you can check us out live online and see exactly how we do stewardship weekend. You can ask questions on there. But here are the eight keys that we talked about today for having a successful stewardship weekend. Set a date for it. You can prepare people for it by setting a date. We do it the weekend before Thanksgiving here. So put on your calendar every year. Number two, create a a simple but um, stylish and excellently done stewardship card uh, that you can get in people's hands a couple weeks before so they can start to think about it and the day of. So we order a lot of extras then, I guess, huh? Because a lot of people then probably take two. We do. And one of the things I should close the circle that we had talked about, the importance of that card as a tool in the homily in the message. Mm. And what we do is we give people the opportunity to reflect. We hand out the cards Mm -hmm. during the message or right before the message. And then we give them the opportunity to reflect and review uh, after hearing the stewardship message. And so that's background music. Yeah. Yeah. And we elongate that time. Mm -hmm. We Mm -hmm. bring up the lights, we elongate that time. We have music playing so that there's no awkward silence, but it gives people a moment to process what they've just heard by looking at the card at the same time. Great. So yeah, so have an excellent card, but give them a chance to 
to look it over for a few, for a minute or two. What do we do? 60 seconds, 90, 90 seconds, about 90, about 90. Yeah. Uh, number three, prepare people for your stewardship weekend. Uh, we, in the weeks before we show videos that we call giving moments where we thank them and highlight some of our ministries so that they know exactly where their money is going. Um, and there's a couple other ways that you can prepare people for it as well. Uh, preach it. The homily must be driving people towards commitment. Um, number, what number am I on? E, tap into emotions. <laughs> Sorry, the outline isn't numbered. It's e, number five, tap into emotions. Um, tell a story, uh, make people cry, make them laugh at the end, leave people just feeling good about the parish and what we're doing. Um, and again, on, along those same lines of tapping into emotions, share some stories of impact. Um, we've read letters, we've done videos, we've had testimonies. Uh, there's lots of different ways to do that. One year we even did um, the cardboard testimonies. That was the one I was thinking. Right? Yeah, yeah where we walked out with, uh, mm -hmm. if you've never seen cardboard testimonies, look it up on YouTube. Those are those can be interesting and fun too. Um, number seven, make sure that all your staff is present and visible um, so that people understand that um, we're working hard and, and we need to be paid as well. And finally, make it fun. Add some add some fun elements to your stewardship weekend at the end of Mass or after Mass. Okay. Yep. See, this was fun, wasn't it, Kelly? Oh, it was so terrible. It's great fun. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> but this is more like planning an event. It's that's not really talking about Mass. That's what I was saying. It's exactly what I was saying. And uh, do something for your staff that weekend, too. You're bringing oh yeah. everybody together. Provide so lunch. Provide or... lunch. Have some fellowship. Have some fun together as yeah. staff. That's important. Okay. Yeah. I'll Tom, make sure you plan that for I us. Will, all right. Good. I will do that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Stewardship Weekend is one of the most important weekends of the year. So, again, we want to help you guys be successful. So, if you do have any questions, as Kelly said, give us an email, and we'll be happy to, to help out. Let me pray for us. Father, uh, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you. And not that we have to raise money, but we get to raise money to build to build your kingdom. And so, God, we pray for all our stewardship efforts as we help people connect the dots between uh, their giving and the impact they can have in building your kingdom. Uh, bless all our efforts. We pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.